All right, we're going to go to a break, and then after the break, we're going to talk to David from California. He's asking about root crops. We'll be right back. The Mighty 990 KWAM and Mighty990.com. Good morning, gardeners. Welcome back to Mid-South Gardening. Let's go to David from California. Good morning, David. Thanks for getting up really early with us. Oh, it's not so early. It's only 5 o'clock. Oh, not so bad. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. horrible. Hey, by the way, I, I heard you talking about chicken manure. <clears throat> I have got uh, torment related to that. When I was young, I was hitchhiking through Florida, and a guy picked me up with a big old dump truck full of chicken manure. And this is how I learned about the agricultural minimum wage. <laughs> he said, you want to make some money? Uh, here, I got this dump truck load of chicken manure. I need to have it spread around my, my field. And so we drove back and forth across his field, and I'm up there with a shovel just shoveling it out of there. We get done, and it, we got done pretty quick. It only took about two hours in the hot Florida sun. And... When it came time to get paid, I think the agricultural minimum wage was 70 cents or something like that. So I got paid like a dollar and a quarter uh, for uh, for getting for filthy with chicken manure, and then the guy wouldn't let me clean up. Oh, that's even worse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is so true. You know, we always tell people that want to get in the industry, so you want to work really hard for no money. So there's other benefits. You get a great tan. You don't have to have a big wardrobe. You stay in shape, but you're still going to work for no money. Yeah, that's uh, and and take the hazard of it, because then I had to go out and into the world is anybody going to want to pick me up if i'm covered with chicken manure yeah yeah no no (laughs) it was bad yeah hey well yeah i was interested uh you know we've got one of these atmospheric rivers out here again and it's going to be coming your way or coming east anyway and um i'm just wondering if uh if places that are going to be you know buried in with a deluge if root crops might be a smart idea to you know, tied them over, things like that. What do you think, Jim? I mean, um, well, here, I don't think it's going to be much of an issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think we're going to have a wetter than normal spring, but nothing that's um, completely no, no record breaking, yeah. no record breaking stuff. Um, the only issue I would find, if particularly in your area where you're having so much water. Uh, root crops may present a problem because it also gives you the opportunity to have a, a world of fungal diseases that spread rapidly when you've got that much water. Oh, I see. Yeah. So um, I think you know, if you're growing taro, I think you'll do real well. Uh, <laughs> something that likes a lot of water. Um, but it's I, I don't really think that, that root crops in your area would be the best investment. Uh, of course, I don't know what in California if you have the same disease problems like we have here with scab and things like that on potatoes. Well, uh, there's there's nothing normal about what's going on out here. Uh, uh, it looks you like know, you're, we were talking earlier, in fact, in in the show that it's going to really help your drought situation out there. Yeah, the water table is definitely rising because of all the moisture and the snow yeah. and everything they yeah. have. Yeah, I mean they've had just you yeah. know, record-breaking snowfall, yeah. you know, up in the Sierras. But they got five inches of rain in four hours or 
or yeah. something down in Santa Cruz. They washed out a whole road, apparently. Yeah, wow. and that's just not normal, David. But, you know, there again, we're talking about Mother Nature. And and you know, David, you've talked about this before. Uh, you know, it's not the natural barriers out there that they used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, now there's a lot of asphalt and buildings and slopes that water runs right, right down. So yeah, we need. That's one thing that that we need to do is start putting those natural barriers back. Mm-hmm. And right. the natural barriers always don't look so perfect, ornamental, beautiful, but mm-hmm. they do serve, they serve a, purpose. a purpose. Yeah. You know, it's funny you mentioned that uh, one of the rivers that's being hard hit down in uh, in mid mid California is the Pajaro River, mm-hmm. and um, years ago, this is probably twenty five years ago, they had a massive flood down there, and this the uh, county council decided that instead of planting rip root crops or you know uh, rip rap kind of crops, uh, vines and things that'll catch the erosion. Mm-hmm. Every seventy-five feet. Really? Yeah, it was the mo- the stupidest idea in the world, and it's it's sort of like sky. You know, people in a penthouse deciding how farmers should live. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> and and that river became an industrial ditch, and uh, instead of you know refreshing the water table, right. at the time uh, the the water table had gotten so salty. It, it's not far from the ocean, really, a couple of miles at best. And uh, 1,200 feet to, to drill to fresh water. Uh, and the more they drilled, you know, they were growing strawberries down there and artichokes and all sorts of things. And so they needed that fresh water without salt on it, but they were guaranteeing that the, the intrusion of, of seawater into the aquifer was going to uh, start happening. And 1,200 feet down, it, it just amazing. And that was 25 years ago. And the same farmers are down there still drilling, uh, probably you know, fifteen hundred feet deep now or upwards, and uh, <clears throat> you know, it, it it really is foolish. The idea that they should have had any kind of thing to protect from erosion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I've, I I might have mentioned in an earlier call. There's this uh, video about how fast the uh, Sahara Desert went. Mm-hmm. Uh, it went from green to to desert in a hundred years. And uh, they they discovered there's an ancient lake in there that's I don't know 100 feet deep or so, uh, and it apparently they were doing. Uh, uh, <clears throat> there's an old book uh, I read. Uh, there was uh, uh, Bernard Baruch was a, a famous economist, and he did this uh, this preface for this old book uh, from the 1940s about uh, uh, the environment. It was it came out just before Rachel Carson's Silent Spring. And he does, he basically takes the ten curses on Egypt, and he, he shows them as environmental mm-hmm. uh, issues. You know, slash and burn technique right. uh, uh, created, uh, you know, this problem. Uh, the uh, uh, locusts came from, uh, I, uh, I, I guess, clear-cutting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, all of these different issues were put down right. to environmental sources. I mean, there are repercussions that are man-made. That we don't you know? even, see, that's the thing is we don't <clears throat> even know. Uh, but then when we know, a lot of times we don't fix it because sure. it's uh, against. Well, like he said, we fix it wrong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we know? fix it wrong. That's you, true. You know, any any 
person with any smarts should know that if you plant trees along the levee or a bank, those trees are eventually going to die, which leaves pathways for water to escape, you know, and it's just... It's it's dumb. It's like David said, <laughs> people in the penthouse dumb. telling farmers how to farm, yeah. you know? Yeah, so I we should be doing analogy. more like ornamental grasses and, yeah. well, grasses Very and vines. Very shallow-rooted things that won't disrupt the the integrity of the dam or whatever is mm-hmm. re- retaining the water. Uh, mm-hmm. And things that will regenerate, too, yeah. yeah. Well, David? You know, it, you know, it, it, there was uh, I, I saw some videos about the ancient uh, fish spawning grounds, the salmon especially, and apparently when the pioneers got here, uh, most of the creeks were totally covered over. They, uh, uh, you know, it was like erosion; trees fell over a creek, and they were basically dark. The creeks never saw the light of day because it was so shady down in there, and the this. The spawning uh, salmon loved it, but nowadays, uh, you know, farming and uh, uh, clear cutting, especially the red, cutting the redwoods, <clears throat> they said, "Well, we can only, we can do a twenty foot buffer down to the creek," yeah. but it's it, it's created so much light on there that the the spawning fish don't have a chance. So it's you know they loved that dark shady uh, you know atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Problems. Yeah, stay safe. There, thank David, you. thank Thanks you, David, buddy. for the call. Interesting Always. But stuff. And, and like David said, you know, there's problems out there. And, you know, all these problems are man-made. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I don't know I don't know the answer, quite honestly. You know, like David was saying, like the Redwoods, you know, they'll have a 20-foot buffer down there by the creek. Well, probably. 20 feet's not no, enough, is it? No. Yeah. I mean, anybody should know, you right. know that you've got to have more than that. So. I don't know. I mean, it's like Jim was saying, you know, we, we create a problem and then we turn around and try to fix it and, and then make a bigger problem yeah. out of it. As so. they say, cured from what you suffered from and suffered from the cure. <laughs> you gotta, it's still like that today, you say that again. isn't it? Yeah, say that again. You're cured from what you suffered from, but now you're suffering from the cure. Well, yeah, yes, exactly. That is so true. That is words from a song in a movie called Painted Wagon that Lee Marvin sang. Uh, it was. Uh, if you ever get a chance to see it, it's probably the worst movie ever made. <laughs> but that's a good quote. But from it's got it. Clint Eastwood in, uh, and it's a musical, and it's uh... <laughs> Clint Eastwood in a musical. <laughs> yep, believe it or not. Love it. We'll be right back. <laughs>